Hey everybody, welcome back to StadiaCast. I'm Bill, and today I'm here all by myself. If you're listening to the podcast, you didn't hear the the pre-show where I explained exactly what's going on. Uh, Lloyd couldn't make it today. Uh, He messaged me a little bit before the show went live, and so I'm here doing this all by myself. Uh, But that's okay. I do solo podcasts three days a week. I'm used to it. I've had lots and lots of practice. Um, Before we get started with the show... We do record this show live on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern. You can join us over at youtube.com slash StadiaCast. If you want to directly support the show and you're here with the slide, you can use the Super Chat feature. Not only will that support the show, but it will also uh, guarantee that we see your message. Usually there's uh, well over 100 people hanging out in chat, and chat goes by at a pretty good clip. So I, you know, we, I, can't, I can't see everything that people say. So you use that super chat feature uh, to make sure that we see what you say. And and I'll, I'll respond to each and every super chat in the second half of the show, which we call crowd play, where we talk about what you want us to talk about. Um, if you're not here with us live and you want to support the show, there is a, uh, a way for you to do that. You can click on the join button right down below the video. And that join button uh, will give you access to our emotes when to use when you're here with us live. Uh, we'll get access to some videos early, and it will also get you access to our supporters-only Discord channel. Uh, speaking of Discord, we have lots and lots of people on our Discord. You can join us over on our Discord in the non-supporters channel uh, by joining us over at runjumpstomp.com, and then there's a there's a click uh, a, a, a a button that says discord that you can click and take you right there all right with all of that being said listen we have a lot i've got a lot to talk about. i keep saying we because i'm used to having lloyd here i've got a lot to talk about today uh so let's get started So each week I start off by talking about what it is that I've been playing, um, and I'll, I will. I'm going to go in reverse order for what I've been playing. Uh, yesterday, uh, our Elder Scrolls Online guild uh, played a whole bunch of Elder Scrolls Online. There were like twelve of yeah, twelve of us. We did a, a trial, uh, which is like kind of I don't want to say end game content, but pretty you know higher level content. And um, it, it took us like three hours or something because we didn't know the fight, and uh, it took us, you know, it took us a while to get twelve people together uh, because not everybody's level fifty. Uh, but we finally got everybody together, and then we did the fight, and oh my god, it was so absolutely fun! I, I had such a blast. So, uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, we had some people playing on PC. We had some people playing on Stadia, and everything just worked really, really well. Except there, there is this bug that's been known about for a while and I don't know what is taking so long to get this fixed but it has something to do with if you're on Stadia and you join a group and you like say something it will kick you out of the game and um, this is a, a PSA so what we ended up doing to get around this is we had our group leader invite just the Stadia people first and then they invited the the PC people, and everything worked. I don't know if that's the right way to go about it. it what would be even better is if Zenimax would fix whatever this bug is, uh, because it is pretty frustrating. But 
you know, Elder Scrolls Online is a fantastic game, but it, it is incredibly buggy. Um, and it's buggy on PC, it's buggy on PS4, it's it's just buggy everywhere. Uh, so it's also going to be buggy on Stadia. But man, it's it's we had so much fun yesterday. Okay, and then um, yesterday was the first of the month, which means that we also got access to some pro games. Now, so far, I've only played one of those pro games because we had scheduled the trial uh, in Elder Scrolls, so I didn't have a bunch of time yesterday. Um, and I played Kona. Uh, my first look is up on the YouTube channel if you haven't already checked that out. Uh, if you don't know what Kona is, it is a first-person adventure game. I would I would compare it very heavily to Firewatch. I'm about an hour into it, and I edited that hour down to roughly 20 minutes of gameplay that you actually get to see in the first look. I was very careful when uh, when editing to edit around spoilers. So there, like, there's some things that um, you're going to see when you play it and you're going to be like, oh, I understand why Bill didn't show that. So uh, if you've already watched the first look, don't worry about too much about spoilers. I think that you'll be okay. I was pretty careful, uh, so there shouldn't be too many spoilers in there. I edited it around the spoilers, which took me a long time. Uh, but that game's really cool. I will say this. The sensitivity of the controller is way way too high way too high uh so the first thing that i did was i turned the sensitivity down in in order to deal with that and i turned off mouse smoothing i was playing on a controller though uh, but i turned off um mouse smoothing and it felt a lot better i don't know what mouse smoothing is but i had a problem with that in doom and i had a problem with that in kona um, but I recommend Kona. Um, like I said, I'm very early on in the game, but I really did have fun with it. And then uh, the other game that I played this week, I got a review copy of Celeste, which came out this week on Google Stadia. And I waited way too long to play this game. This, this game is fantastic. It's so good. Uh, I was... You know, I'd watched uh, some gameplay, some footage of it, and I said, this looks way too hard for me. There's no way I'm going to enjoy myself because it's going to be way too hard. And I am here to tell you that I was wrong. I was absolutely wrong uh, about uh, Celeste being too hard. It is a very high difficulty but the most amount of time that you ever lose when you um, die is like the last 10 seconds. Now, you may replay that 10 seconds 58 times before you get past it. But when you get past it, there's this sense of satisfaction. is just awesome. I really, really love Celeste. I'm probably about four hours into it so far. And I'm having so much damn fun. It's really good. The story is really good. I did a first look. I cut around all of the story stuff, although it's still it's still very nebulous as to what exactly is going on. Um, but, it, you know, I was describing this to somebody, and I said, uh, you are a girl climbing a mountain while being chased by your inner demons, basically. Um, 
you know, your self-doubt and things like that. It's very, very cool, and I understand why it won all of those awards. It's got fantastic music. I adore the art style, and I said it probably last week. Well, maybe not last week. I said it in the past that 100% this is a game that needs to have an extremely low latency in order for you to succeed because it it requires pixel-perfect platforming, and I love alliteration, so I I always look for a chance to say this. Uh, it, It requires you to be pixel perfect with your platforming if you want to succeed. And I didn't feel any lag whatsoever. Uh, the developer did a great job on the port. I love Celeste. What a fantastic, fantastic game. Google didn't call it a beta, but eight months ago is when I would say the beta of Stadia launched. So eight months, in the last eight months, we've had a lot of people asking about this one game over and over and over. In fact, I think every single stream that I've done, there has been people who've come in and said, "Uh, Bill, do you know when Fortnite is coming to Google Stadia. And my answer is always, no, I don't know when Fortnite is coming to Google Stadia. If I knew when Fortnite was coming to Google Stadia, I would have made a video about it. Not because I'm a huge fan of Fortnite, because I do, I think objectively it is a good game. It's just not a game that I really enjoy because I don't like the building elements of it. Um, but it's a very popular game. And it's a, it's, it's a game that would bring a lot of players to Stadia because they would be able to play at higher resolutions and, and uh, better frame rates than they can do on their current hardware. And that, that's, a, that's a problem that a lot of people have is that they, uh, they, they don't have good hardware. And so when they're playing and they're playing against other people who are on PC, they have this huge disadvantage because, you know, if you've got like this monster $3,000 PC, it's going to outperform most people's computers. And that means that you're going to struggle to, to, to win. Um, but anyway, there's been a lot of people asking about Fortnite. And I think that Fortnite would be fantastic on Google Stadia. I've played a lot of shooters on Stadia and it feels great. It plays great. I played in through the entirety of Doom Eternal on Stadia. Had an absolute blast. Division 2 is, in my opinion, the best port on Stadia as far as how the shooting feels. Like, I could not tell that I was playing on a server a million miles away. It's, it's so impressive. And I think that Fortnite could do that too. Uh, and H. Dort on Twitter... Uh, sent a message to Tim Sweeney, who is the guy in charge of Epic Games, who owns Fortnite. And they said, why isn't Fortnite on Google Stadia? And Tim Sweeney replied. He said, there's not a deep reason. We fully support Stadia in Unreal Engine. However, the effort required to release Fortnite updates weekly in sync across seven plus platforms is extreme. 
And that makes it hard to add platforms that don't yet have mass market user bases, at which point so many people got super mad. And I have to say, listen, everybody, he's 100% right. This is coming from somebody who knows nothing about game development, but I've been following the gaming, gaming industry for a long time. Yeah, doing updates and syncing them across seven platforms is a lot of work. I'm going to switch gears and talk about another game and another platform for a little bit. Let's go back uh, to uh, Overwatch on Nintendo Switch. Jeff Kaplan, the guy in charge of Overwatch, all right? He was asked over and over and over again, when are you bringing Overwatch to Nintendo Switch? And he kept giving the same answer. Look, we love the Switch. We would absolutely love to have our game on the Switch, but it's an online game, right? And the thing that they like to do is have all of the platforms at parity, where, you know, Xbox, PlayStation, and PC all get the same patches at the same time. That is a lot of work. And I'm not just talking about for programming because it's also a lot of work on the back end where they have to say, all right, we're going to submit this uh, this patch and they submit it to PlayStation. They submit it to uh, Microsoft and they don't really have to worry about submitting it to PC, but they submit it to those two platforms and you know, PlayStation says... Uh, we need you to fix this. So now the patch is delayed on all platforms because they want to have the same day release of every single patch. Hopefully that makes sense to you. This is the same exact thing that Tim Sweeney is talking about with Stadia. And he's being, he's taking it one step further. And he's saying, look, right now the user base isn't there to justify the expense it would incur for us to make sure that we have now another platform coming out and having weekly syncs. Now, like if you look back at Overwatch, they don't they don't update weekly. All right, they update like every once in a while, but they update the same like they they have the same um, update going across all platforms. Fortnite updates their game every single week which is uh, an insane amount of work to do for even one platform, let alone a whole bunch of other platforms, okay? So for him to say, look, seven platforms is extreme. It makes it hard for us to add platforms that don't yet have a mass market user bases. I understand that. Now, let's go back to that Switch analogy, and I'm going to give you one more piece of information. The Nintendo Switch came out on March 3rd, 2017 and Fortnite did not come to the Nintendo Switch until E3 the next year. Stadia has only been around for eight months and on top of that Stadia hasn't really like that that first part even if Google didn't call it a beta it was a beta all right it wasn't released to everybody until this year. So really, it, we're we're in the infancy of Stadia and it took it took Epic Games almost a 
almost a year and a half to port Fortnite onto the Nintendo Switch. So will we see Fortnite on Stadia? I think maybe we will someday in the future when Stadia has more people using the platform. But to expect a company who is making money hand over fist to say, we're going to port to this platform that doesn't have a lot of people playing on it doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense. However, I do think if they did, if Fortnite was available on Stadia, it would be a very good thing for the platform itself. I also think it would help out Fortnite. I bet you that there's a lot of people who don't play Fortnite because they don't have the hardware to play Fortnite. Like I, I remember when my son first installed Fortnite on his his computer, his older computer. Man, that ran like garbage on his on his computer. Uh, it wasn't until I upgraded my graphics card and stuff like that and gave him my hand me downs. Uh, that he was able to really play it on his computer, you know, and have it run pretty well. Uh, So, look, I understand that there's a lot of people out there that want certain games to come to Google Stadia. I think that that is going to take time. And, of course, there's the argument that people will make that there's a chicken and egg scenario here. Uh, They won't make um, games for a platform that doesn't have a lot of users, but the platform can't get a lot of users without the games. And while I can understand the logic behind that argument, you also have to remember that on this particular platform, there is no buy-in. You don't have to spend any money in order to play Stadia outside of just buying a game. So that user base is going to grow over time. It's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And here's the the next thing, the next argument that I feel like I need to make is you have to remember that Stadia doesn't have a an end date. When you are talking about a Nintendo Switch or a PS4 or an Xbox One, those all have an end date. A date when that platform is no longer viable because the next version of that platform is out. Stadia doesn't have that problem because when the next version of Stadia comes out, it'll be Stadia. They'll just upgrade the servers and I won't have to buy anything. I won't have to leave behind the uh, the older Stadia to get the newer Stadia. And so over time, And this is one of the reasons why I saw what Google was doing and I said, that's going to be huge. And I stand by that. It Stadia is going to be huge, but people need to learn to be patient. The switch didn't get Google state or Google Stadia. The switch didn't get Fortnite until almost a year and a half after it launched. I think that we can wait a little bit more for it to come to Google Stadium.
All right, up next is Crowdplay. Not Crowdplay, the second half of the show where I talk about what you guys want me to talk about, but Crowdplay as in the actual feature that Google Stadia talked about when they first unveiled Google Stadia back at GDC uh, 2019. No, 2018? 2019. I can't remember now. 2019. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 2019. Uh, anyway, let's let's talk about this. What is the what is the CrowdPlay feature? Well, let's say I, as a content creator, I'm streaming a game, a multiplayer game, and you want to join. Right below chat, there's a button that says "Join Now," and I, like I turn on CrowdPlay, and basically it's a there's a line that forms of people who click that button, and then they can join in with a game with me. We play. They get kicked out. The next person takes their spot. We play. They get kicked out and so on. It's a really, really cool feature and something that you can do on Twitch using like uh, add-ons, not add-ons, but like, uh, you know, bots and things like that. It's very complicated. It's not easy to do. It's a huge, huge pain um, in order to do this on Twitch. And one of the things that I found to be really exciting about Google Stadia was this YouTube live streaming and crowd play, making it so much easier for the streamer to play with their audience. Well, they have finally started their limited YouTube live streaming. This is a story that comes from 9to5Google, and they talk about uh, this guy, Kareem uh, Jovian, or I think it's Jovian, Uh, And he basically says that Monday at 5 p.m. he's going to be trying out Crowdplay. Uh, But somebody actually beat him to it. There was another YouTuber who beat him to it. And actually, I didn't write his name down. And I forget. It starts with a J. And I bet somebody in chat will tell me what the guy's name was. Uh, But he did Crowdplay ahead of time. Um, uh, uh, Yesterday, I believe it was. And I went back and I, um, I took some screenshots from his stream. Uh, as did uh, fellow content creator and community member Gem Stadia. Uh, okay, yes, people in chat are telling me it's uh, Juggernaut. I don't know how to say it, but Juggernaut, I guess. Uh, anyway, so uh, first off, let's take a look at the the screenshots that uh, Gem took. Uh, if you don't follow Gem Stadia on Twitter, he does a lot of stuff where he goes into like the code of like the APK teardowns. He does stuff where he uh, goes into like the website and looks for little hints and clues about upcoming features, stuff that I don't have the the time nor the inclination uh, to do. Uh, but he posted these, these uh, screenshots, which you guys can see right here, uh, where if you're not watching the video, if you're listening to the podcast, um, then you can check out the show notes in order to see these same images. Uh, but it says right here, it says play with Juggernaut, right? And uh, basically there's chat and right below chat, there's a, it shows that he was playing Mortal Kombat 11 and you can click the buy and play button. Uh, and then he has another, ooh, I didn't mean to close that. Uh, here's another tweet. I believe that he was replying, to, uh, yeah, replied to himself. Now, if you, if you don't have Stadia. It says play on Stadia. So you click that and it signs you up for an account. If you do have Stadia, it has it says buy and play. And if you already own the game, then it has a button that says play. 
and tells you that there are eight people in line ahead of you, which is really, really cool. This is awesome, and I absolutely can't wait for to be able to try it myself on my own platform, uh, you know, youtube.com slash StadiaCast. Um, so let's take a look at... Um, what the uh, what the interface looked like for Juggernaut because I, I went and I watched his uh, his stream not the whole thing I just kind of paged through it to see what I could see it looks like he was playing through OBS uh, open broadcasting software which is the same software that I use on um, uh, to, to stream this out okay uh, so let's take a look at it uh, he has this thing right here it says crowd play is on and it says live stream and then there's a button here for youtube link and uh, it says right here he's live streaming that there's 87 watching and it looks like uh, i'm guessing this is how long he had been streaming for and then it shows that he has uh, two players in line on youtube uh, that youtube link that is very interesting to me uh, the reason that's interesting to me is because i think that that is the way that you can stream on Google Stadia, or I'm sorry, on YouTube, without using the um, the OBS software. He was using the OBS software, so the YouTube link wasn't doing anything. But uh, there was a point during his stream where uh, he had he had shown that, and it just shows it says YouTube details, video ID, enter the ID of your YouTube live stream. Now, I'm trying to understand if that means the stream key or if that means the ID for the live stream. And for that, I'm a little confused how that works. Um, you can also hide notifications over the game, which, God, I wish you could just do that all the time anyway on Stadia, and hide the viewer count over the game, which I'm going to give you a helpful bit of advice. If you are a content creator, like a streamer, don't have the viewer count visible to you because it's going to mess with your brain so always hide that uh, he also has the ability to uh, turn on crowd play and you can also set it to for your youtube members only so if i wanted to i could say hey guys we're going to do a crowd play stream today it's going to be just for members which i think is very very cool uh, we're going to hit um, show all right so random noob in chat just said the id for this stream is and what he's talking about is basically the end of the url but here's the question that i have then okay if that youtube link is just a copy from the link how do i start the stream are you guys with me how do i start the stream without obs like because i'm still confused about this because this seems like you're streaming without using OBS, but I don't know how to start the stream without OBS in order to get that URL. Oh, wait a second, because I can create... Okay, I figured it out. My brain just did the math. <laughs> okay. Um, so here's what you do. You create an event, like usually early in the morning on Sundays, uh, you see that uh, there's a new Stadia cast and you know, like you click on it, it says live in six hours or something. And then you can get that link from there. But how does that keep other people from doing it? Mm. Still more information is needed on my part. Anyway, um, I had a bunch of people ask me, well, Bill, how come you guys 
didn't get to do this crowd play testing first. And I, I don't know why, but I can understand why Google decided to go with other people. Uh, by going with other people instead of like StadiaCast, uh, by going with somebody who is not already doing Stadia stuff, they will probably expose their audience to Stadia stuff. Like everybody who watches my stuff, they already know what Stadia is. They're already sold on Stadia. Google is trying to sell people on Stadia. Boy, that sounds bad. They're trying to convince people. <laughs> they're trying to convince people to try out Stadia. And here they'd be preaching to the choir. So I can understand why they would do that uh, to, to, to go with somebody else. And you know what? I, I'm going to say the same thing that I said to a lot of people who messaged me. There's nothing I can do about this. So I'm not going to be mad about it. I'm just going to move on. All right. When I finally have the ability to, um, to, to do crowd play, I'm absolutely going to, to do crowd play, but I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to hold a grudge against Stadia uh, for not picking me. I, I don't think that that's, that's not worth my time. I think it's, it's just easier to say, hey, man, this is the same advice I give to everybody all the time. If there's something you can do about something that's bother you, bothering you, then do it. If there's not, then just shut up about it, stop worrying, and move on with your life because all you're doing is causing yourself stress. Uh, that's the same thing that I say to anybody who's worried about anything. So I'm not worried that we didn't get picked for this. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me even a little. It would be nice, but it doesn't bug me. Anyway, moving on. Up next, we're going to talk about Avengers. Uh, I, I will say this. It, they, that game was announced back in 2017, and we didn't hear anything until E3 last year. Um, and then E3 last year, they showed some stuff, and I personally was like, all right, it's okay. Maybe I'll play it. It looks interesting. Uh, and then they did the War Table, uh, which I think that was last month. Well, I okay, it's August now, so I think it was in June. Maybe it was at the beginning of July. I can't remember. It doesn't matter when it was. But we had the War Table where they showed off a lot of gameplay with Thor. Of course, it was heavily scripted gameplay, but that's that's perfectly fine. I'm looking forward to... Uh, oh, and then they had a war table this week, which I forgot to watch, and I apologize for that. Uh, anyway, that game is coming on September 4th, uh, and I know that there's a lot of people who are very, very much looking forward to it. Well, guess what? It is also coming on September 4th to Google Stadia. So that means that we are getting this game this it's a weird phrase, but day and date. I don't know why people say that phrase, but that's a phrase that we say. Uh, so we're we're getting it the same day as the other platforms on Stadia. And look, we go back and we see that you know their game X is coming out, and it you know it's not coming out on the same day on Stadia that it that it comes to other platforms and people get super mad about that. And I can understand why people would be disappointed about stuff like that because they want to play the game that everybody else is playing at the same time that everybody else is playing it. I understand that. I totally get it. I'm with you. But game development takes a long time. 
right? It takes a really, really long time. And Stadia has only been out, and it hasn't even really been out for eight months, but it's been out for eight months. And so it takes time for that development to happen. And I, I would say that up until, up until probably next year, right, 2021, up until 2021, I would say every single game that comes to Google Stadia is a port. Even the games that are exclusive to Google Stadia, they started working on those, those games on other platforms and decided to move them to Stadia instead or early. Maybe, maybe Google money had it. Uh, maybe they just decided that this was a better place for them. I don't know why, but they ended up moving their game onto Google Stadia, but they started working on it on other platforms. It's going to be a while before we see a game that comes to Google Stadia that was that the development work began with Stadia in mind and after Stadia was announced. Like that's those are that's just going to take a long time for that to happen because games take a long time. Um, so I'm very happy to see that we are going to be playing Marvel's Avengers alongside all of the other platforms. That's exciting. I think that that's fantastic. And as time goes on, we will start to see this kind of thing happen more and more. This just this just kind of cements. I don't like to be the I told you so guy. But this kind of cements what what we've been saying here on this show over and over is that, yes, this kind of thing will happen eventually. You just have to be patient. Go back to my Fortnite argument where I talk about where I talked about the idea that we have to be patient, that Stadia doesn't have an end date. Stadia is a brand new platform. It takes time. But hey, you know what? Square Enix, thank you for shipping your game on the same day for Google Stadia as it does for other platforms. If it came later, would I have played it on another platform? I don't know, maybe? I probably would have waited though. I almost never touch my PlayStation anymore. Why? Because I don't want to patch anything. This isn't new information, but hey, I, I you know what? I'm gonna applaud the ESRB for holding back <laughs> because the ESRB, they leak stuff all the time. They have like the leakiest ship that I've ever seen. Every time that, that I find out about some game coming to Google Stadia, it's because the ESRB has posted it to their website ahead of time. Uh, now, does this 100% of the time work out? No, but usually it works out. Uh, but we have two things have posted to the ESRB recently, and that is uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice and Super Bomberman are online. Um, now, I've never played Sekiro. I'm not really interested in it. It's It looks too hard for me. I believe, you know what, somebody in chat can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that it's from From Software, which is the same devs that make um, um, uh, the Dark Souls games. And the Dark Souls games, like I have Dark Souls 3. Oh my God, that game is impossible. <laughs> so I think that Sekiro is a game that plays like the Dark Souls games. From what I've seen, I could be wrong. But uh, oh, okay, Stadia Gamer in chat is uh, saying yes. Dwayne Anderson is confirming. So yeah, 
Uh, From Software is a developer that I usually avoid, uh, usually avoid, not because I don't think that they make good games, but because I am just not good enough <laughs> to play their games. Uh, then Superman Bomberman R Online. This uh, of all of the games that they showed off in um, in uh, the Stadia Connect last week or the week before, I can't even remember now. Um, this was the one that I was the most excited for. This one looks really, really fun. I have Super Bomberman R on my Nintendo Switch. That game is fantastic. It's really, really fun. And then for them to put in the online component where you're playing against 64 other people on all of the different, um, on the different screens, man, that is just so interesting to me. And this would be another perfect game for crowd play where I could be streaming a game um, like right now, there's a couple of hundred people watching this stream. Um, people could all queue up. We could play together and then get the next group of people in. We could keep rotating through everybody over and over with 64 players. Um, I'm really looking forward to Super Bomberman R Online. Now, normally what happens is the ESRB puts st- stuff and then the games come out a few weeks later. However... I think that when you're talking about a port, that logic kind of falls apart because un- unless there's a whole lot of things that have changed in that port, then they can kind of base their ESRB rating based on what they did for the previous thing. So they may push that stuff out ahead of time. Uh, and Sikoro Shadows Die Twice, I, I assume, would be almost exactly the same as it would be on any other platform. Super Bomberman R is a game that is rated E for everyone. Uh, Putting it online adds so little to that game. The only thing that the ESRB really has to worry about is that users interact or that there's in-game purchases or something like that. So... I think that this is going to be a huge game. I can't wait for it. Um, We don't know when it's coming, but I hope it's coming soon because Super Bomberman R Online looks fantastic. Um, I'm curious. Let me know in the comment section down below if you're watching this on on our YouTube channel. Which game from the Kinect were you most excited for? All right. Reply in the comment section down below. So we recently received a received. We didn't receive anything, but we got a uh, gameplay trailer for a game called Spiritfarer, which I had never heard of. I don't know anything about this game at all. Uh, but uh, watch the the video, and I have to say, this game is beautiful. The animation that you see in this game is some of the best animation that I have ever seen in what I assume is a 2D platform mixed with a rhythm game, mixed with a management game. It's kind of weird. Looks very, very interesting. I love the art style that they've gone with. 
I don't necessarily know that this is the kind of game that I would really enjoy. I don't like management games very much. I do like platformers. Um, but what I found is a lot of times I say to myself, oh, this game looks amazing. I definitely want to play this game. And then I play it and I'm like, yeah, this is great. I love this. And then I never go back to it. I don't know why that is, but good God, Spiritfarer is absolutely beautiful. It comes from Thunder Lotus Games. It comes out in 2020 and um, Stadia interviewed them. Now, of course, you have to take the interviews on uh, Stadia with or on the official community uh, thing with a uh, grain of salt because they're they're going to have all of their stuff ahead of time. They're not going to ask any any really tough questions. But there was one answer in this interview that I thought was very, very interesting. Uh, and that was right down here. And this is the question that they always ask in these interviews. They said, why are you excited to bring Spiritfarer to Stadia? And this goes right back to what I was talking about with Fortnite. All right. So let me read you uh, Thunder Lotus Games answer. They said, I believe Stadia is the first step in bringing state-of-the-art gaming experience into reach for players who have been unwilling or unable to invest in top dollar every few years for new hardware. For example, Spiritfarer, that's a hard game to say, uh, Spiritfarer is simply not playable on a PC without a dedicated graphics card. But with Stadia, players can experience Spiritfarer on their phone, TV, or other PCs, which means that more people who are interested in our game will be able to play it. More people who are interested in our game will be able to play it. That quote right there, that is one of the reasons why I believe that developers and publishers see Google Stadia in a good light. Even if a lot of the YouTubers out there are constantly telling everybody how awful Stadia is, the publishers, even the ones who have not currently announced something for Stadia, they can look at Stadia and they can say, look, there's a lot of people out there who can't afford or who choose not to invest in hardware because it's too expensive but they might still be interested in playing a game. And we can reach those people, which I think that there's a lot more of those people than there are of the people who are like me who buy a lot of hardware. I think there's way more people who are who are interested in gaming but not enough to invest in hardware. And if they can play a game without buying a box... That is a very, very compelling option, both for the consumer and for the developer. And I think not only will Stadia succeed because of that, not only will developers bring their games to Stadia because of that, but I think that Stadia has the ability to grow the gaming market in a way that can really help benefit the entire industry.
It's time for Crowdplay. Crowdplay is the second half, not not the feature. <laughs> Maybe someday. Uh, I would absolutely love it if we had access to Crowdplay, but we don't yet. Uh, but it's time for Crowdplay. It's the second half of the show, and this is the part where I talk about all of the things that you sent in. If you've ever been to one of my uh, open mics, uh, basically where I just sit here and I chat about whatever you guys are talking about, uh, that's kind of how this works. People are using the Super Chat feature to get their um, their comments featured so that we can... Uh, because there's there's well over 200 people here right now, so it makes it hard for us to see everything that everybody's saying. And so people use the Super Chat feature in order to A, support the show, and B, make sure that we see it. And we reply to each and every single um, Super Chat that comes in. So first off, I have to thank a bunch of people who became members uh, recently. We had Bowser, Jacob, Emilio... Um, Let's see, who are the other members? And Mr. Savage McQueen all became members. Thank you very much for the support. That means they clicked on the join button right down below the video. Uh, absolutely helps us uh, generate, uh, or generate, helps us uh, creating content. You guys are amazing. Let's go with the super chats. Darren Pogson in a super chat earlier, they said, do you think pro is a financially viable long, I'm sorry, do you think Pro is financially viable in the long term? The number of games we're getting is crazy. Not comparing, not complaining, but I don't see how it's profitable. Well, okay, so Darren here, I'm going to, I'm going to give you an example um, that goes with um, consoles. A lot of times, uh, the big consoles, the Xbox, the Playstations, when they come out, everything, every single time that Microsoft sells an Xbox, especially at the beginning, they lose money. They price it below what it costs to make. Now, over time, they are able to make them cheaper, but at the very beginning, when a brand new console launches, it takes a whole, uh, it, it costs more than they charge for that particular device, okay? So where do they make up that money? Well, they make up that money on licensing games to be played on the platform. They make up that money on the first-party software that they sell, and that's what Google's doing here. But they don't have a hardware bundle, or they don't have a hardware to really sell outside of the controller and the Chromecast, which is, we'll be honest, pretty cheap right it's it's very very cheap especially if you think about the other things that the chromecast can be used for we use ours in the house every single day uh so is it financially viable for them to keep giving us all these pro games yes i believe so because that makes people subscribe and if people are subscribed then they're going to continue to make money when people may or may not buy a game if that makes sense. And not only that, but if people are subscribed, right, and they are playing these games on the platform, then the platform as a whole grows. And if the platform as a whole grows, then more content creators will start targeting it. And if more, more content creators start targeting it, then content creators are making videos about YouTube, possibly even using the YouTube live streaming interface without OBS or whatever, and then YouTube is making money off of those videos via advertisements and things like that. 
And so, and then they, they also make up money on the back end. So look, if, if, if they weren't going to make money from this, they wouldn't do it. That's something you got to keep in mind. But thank you very much for the question. Uh, Deflem sent in a super chat with no comment, but thank you very much. Avery Krause sent in a super chat. They said, speaking as one of the players, the crowd play experience was so smooth. I was in the game in seconds, looking forward to rolling through to this rolling out further. Well, thank you very much, Avery Krause. I wish that I had uh, had the time to sit down and try it out myself at, at that day, but I, I couldn't. Maybe I'll try it tomorrow on that other guy's channel. Um, although I don't, I feel bad taking a copy of Mortal Kombat 11 because I'm not going to play Mortal Kombat 11. It's just not my kind of game. I would rather play like Power Rangers. I wish that they were going with some other game, some a more family-friendly game um, in order to play. Uh, but anyway, moving on. But thank you very much, Avery, for the super chat, as well as uh, thank you to Sukotronic for their super chat. Ray Sherrod sent in a super chat. They said, play Strange Brigade. I'm going to play it soon. It's a multiplayer-focused game. I want to focus on the multiplayer aspect of it. That would have been a great game. Oh, my God. Google, why didn't you go with Strange Brigade for your crowd play thing? It would have brought in a bunch of people, and people who had pro would be able to get it. Anyway, um, Jem sent in a super chat. They said, why is StadiaCast so great? You want to know why StadiaCast is so great? It's because we have a fantastic audience. You guys are awesome, and I really appreciate you. Uh, Let's see. Ted A sent in a $2 super chat. No comment. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Lance Muzzy sent in a super chat with no comment as well. They're just, they're just happy to support all of these comments that come or these super chats that come in with no comment attached to them. Like you're not even just trying to get me to notice what you said. You're just trying to support the channel. And man, do I appreciate that. Michael Peterson sent in a super chat. They said, love the show. Keep up the awesome work. I will do my best. I promise. Um, Jim. Uh, sent in a super chat. They said, Sicero is published by Activision. That's true. It's developed by From Software and published by Activision. So will we see other Activision games? I don't know. Most Activision games I could not care less about, but I want I want Diablo 4. I want to play Diablo 4 and I want to play it on Stadia. With a controller, I don't want to play it on a mouse and keyboard. I, after playing Diablo three on uh, on um, uh, contr- on 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 the PS four, and also having played it on the computer, it's so much better with a controller. I want to play Diablo four, and I want to play it on Stadia. So hopefully, what Activision games do you guys want to see come to Google Stadia? Let me know in the comment section down below or in the chat right over there. Um, let's see, Pratt, Pratt became a member. Thank you very much, Pratt and Mark Woodhall for becoming members. Jay Chussel 22 sent in a super chat. They said, uh, 240 viewers, but only 92 likes. We can do better off. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jay Chussel. Yeah. Listen, that's because I didn't remind people. People always get mad at YouTubers for saying, don't forget to click it all. Click on all of the YouTube buttons because it helps. There's a reason why we're always doing that because it really does help. So click on all the things. Uh, and then we have Greg Doyle sent in a super chat. They said, 
people forget about all the things that you need to buy with a console to play, like more accessories, controllers, etc. The savings will show soon. You know, that's true. If I want to play on Stadia, I don't have to buy all... Well, I don't know that that's necessarily... I mean, if I want to play on Stadia, I have to have... I don't have to have a controller, but if I want to play multiplayer, then I have to have multiple controllers, right? So I don't know that that necessarily... Uh, I don't know, like, because you're going to have to buy stuff for Stadia if you want to do multiplayer stuff, which is really the argument that you're making here, Greg. So I'm not sure if I 100% agree with that, but maybe there's accessories that I'm not thinking of. And if there are, let me know. Jem uh, sent in another super chat. They said, Diablo 4, you meant to say Crash Bandicoot 4. No, I didn't. I've never played a Crash Bandicoot game they don't look fun to me. I did not mean to say that. But I do hope that it comes to Google Stadia for you. I hope that it comes for you. Uh, Mind Plague sent in a super chat with, they just said cheers. And a little little mug icon. So that's it for our super chats that have come in. If more come in before I finish up the show, I'll be sure to mention that. Uh, but we've also got um, a message that came in on uh, Twitter. If you didn't know, you can follow us on Twitter at StadiaCast. You can get a hold of me directly at RunJumpStomp. But uh, Elias Wolf 47 on Twitter sent in a, a, super, uh, um, a tweet, and they said, Did you know? Did you know that you can get three-month Stadia Pro for buying a Chromebook? And then they gave a link to 9to5Google. They said, it worked fine for me. I am a pro subscriber since launch. And as soon as I redeemed the code, I got three months added to my current subscription. Uh, So, hey, if you have bought a uh, Chromebook recently, uh, and I believe that it has to be a, uh, a Chromebook that came out. I'm trying to find the exact information uh, the code must be redeemed by January 14th, 2021. Um, where is it here? I can't find it. I think it was, I think I read earlier that it has to be a two. Oh, here it is. Chromebooks launched after June, uh, June, 2017 are eligible. So if you bought a Chromebook in the past couple of years, you may be able to access this. Now, if you want to access it, there is a link in the uh, show notes. So again, go to runjumpstomp.com. There is show notes there that will take you to this particular um, this particular uh, article. And uh, you can get three months added onto your Stadia Pro. Or, hey, maybe you're watching this and you don't have Stadia Pro. You can get Stadia Pro right now. And that gives you, I think, 20 games. Uh, including some really fantastic games like Orcs Must Die 3, um, Guilt, uh, some really, really fantastic games. Like, I think that so far I've paid for like three months of Stadia Pro in the last eight months because they gave us so much free uh, free time. Man, it's a fantastic deal. We also got a tweet from Roger Ling. They said, Elder Scrolls Online now supports HDR on Stadia. I'm sure this wasn't the case before. You are correct, Roger. Um, Now, when you press the Stadia button and check connection, the HDR is checked there. I didn't see this before. Yes, you are 100% right. It does now support HDR. It did not at the beginning. Um, ZeniMax specifically said it doesn't support it, but we're working on that. It's going to be a patch soon. 
and now apparently it has. So there you go. That's one more thing that I want to point out to everybody is because a game launches and has some stumbling blocks doesn't mean that that game is going to stumble forever. And I'm going to use two examples that are both MMOs that I want to make sure that everybody understands. All right. Elder Scrolls Online, Final Fantasy XIV, both of those games, when they first launched, and I'm not talking about Stadia, I'm just talking in general, when they first launched were absolute disasters. They were nightmare scenarios. And ZeniMax pulled up their boots, um, Square Enix pulled up their boots, and they said, let's get this fixed. And they fixed those games and turned them into fantastic, fantastic games. And I'm sure that there have been plenty of times where this has happened in the past. Um, and, and I'm sure that as time goes on, especially for a game like an MMO where they're continually updating stuff, I bet you at some point we have better versions of Elder Scrolls Online on Stadia than we did when it first launched a month ago. Anyway, I just, or two months, June 17th, I think it was. Anyway, that's it for our show today. Uh, follow the show on Twitter at StadiaCast. You can follow me on uh, Twitter at RunJumpStomp. My co-host, who did not join me today, is at Dasme. that's D-A-S-M-E. Uh, you can join the StadiaCast Discord and be, uh, be get in there and hang out with 1,500 other awesome people. RunJumpStomp.com slash Discord. While you're already joining Discords, Lloyd has his Discord at Resd.tv slash Discord. The music that you are about to hear is Subterranean Kamikaze by Zircon. You can check out their stuff at ZirconStudios.Bandcamp.com. Thank you all for hanging out with me. I will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>